When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. What do you, I, I gotta get used to that. It's yeah. not even a rejoinder. What is it? It's a, here, here's your intro. Hey, you're on. <laughs> Maybe I'll see if I, we, there's like that one that's halfway through the show all, all the time. Oh, yep. The funkier one that's like 10 seconds long. It buys us at about double that time. I'll see if I can maybe start swapping, swapping those out. All right, so the show has started. Uh, Tom Bernard Podcast. And of course, a couple of stupid bitches with me. Yes. Wait a minute! I thought I was I thought I was Stephen A. Smith. Right. For a I say at least we're not fat bitches. <laughs> yeah, you're not fat bitches. That's exactly right. So, we were talking about this briefly. I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait, hold up and tell me this on the show," because well, Stephen A. Smith has he ever gotten along with anybody? Uh, briefly. Usually he's yeah. He'll get yeah. along with somebody for a while and then kind of <laughs> kick him to the curb. But right now his running mate is Shannon Sharp on ESPN, and those two seem to get along really well. Yeah, Shannon Sharp and he are, are on the same. And it's just uh, what what is the, it? On, so what, just is essentially it on ESPN. Yep, it's ESPN. It's called First Take. Essentially, they just argue oh, yeah, sports okay. or talk sports all day. And there was a guy that used to be on the show kind of regularly with Stephen A. named Jason Whitlock. Who mm-hmm. recently kind of questioned if you know ESPN had kind of propped up Stephen A. Smith as kind of their quota for having a black guy on TV? Oh. And, you know he's a plant and he's not really that talented. He, his history of his upbringing, how he got here, isn't how or isn't what it seems. And so Stephen A. kind of fired back one day on his, his uh, podcast and is just deadpan looking into the camera and calls him. He's like Jason Whitlock, you fat bitch. Like it just go. <laughs> It just went on this huge tirade of how you know he's not a fan. See, I love that stuff so much. Yeah, fat bitch. He says on international television. Yeah, yeah, and you couldn't like. <laughs> I kind of credit Pat McAfee for having this new wave of people just being able to say whatever they want on right. TV because right. his podcast. I mean, I was watching it on ESPN, and they're like, you know, shit this and bullshit that, and right. so yeah, ESPN seems to have relaxed a little bit on what they allow. Yeah, and no and question. Just to clarify, too, I think this was on his his like side, podcast. side yeah. podcast. So it's not broadcasted on ESPN, the actual channel, but this is like oh, okay. it's live on YouTube and multi-stream. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's a little bit of the audio just to give you a taste of what was. Oh, love it. I hate this bastard. <laughs> not even. Far more than a little bit. He is the worst human being any of you will ever meet. You get within a mile of his presence. Wrap your arms around yourself to protect your soul. He is Cain. Cain. 
He is a devil. Cain was the, the devil. worst. I hate. Yeah, it, yeah. like it, it, that was, and that's the PG portion of yeah. of what was yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah. He not a big fan. They're not. They're I not going and sending you any Christmas cards. I'll tell you something by his delivery and his cadence. That whole thing is fake. Yeah, it I, definitely was it's pre fake. Yeah. Yep. Just the way he's. I talked to the man just yesterday. Well, who are you, Marlon Brando? Yeah. I mean, settle down, Oscar winner. There, no, that whole argument's fake. There's a guy on uh, Fox Sports that he does like a show by himself, but the whole thing, there's not one stumble over any word that he says. Yeah. And I'm like, this is sounds like the most produced sports takes. It's oh my god. I think it's Arnie something that, but yeah, it's like you can tell when something isn't isn't real but there's a couple moments in there where he at yeah. least goes off script and gets a little worked up because he starts screaming into his, his microphone Here, yeah well that's much better than the whispering yeah the whispering yeah. part is not real Here, here's one more short clip for you okay you betrayed me did you tell the folks that you bitch <laughs> did you tell them you fat piece of shit did you Ooh, tell them that Got the names. We got Jamel Hill. We got Howard Bryant. You want me to bring up the other writers that would have? Yeah, this, it, it, it was an hour of just him looking <laughs> deadpan into a camera and just insulting Jason Woodlock, yep. and it was pure art. Yep. It was pure art. For an hour, he did that. Yeah, he. If there's one thing that Stephen A. is good for, is to take things maybe a step too far and really milk. <laughs> yeah, milk yeah, I something. See that. I can see he might do that. I, I, I tried watching him in the past, and he's just way too – and this is hard to believe that somebody be too negative for me. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, he's too negative. He's good in spurts. There are times yeah. where he feels almost like a little bit of a character of what he thinks he should be doing on TV. Right. But when you get him to kind of more give you his intellectual ideas and not just scream, then he's a little bit more tolerable. You know, the only reason that that, that struck me immediately, because back in the day when the, when the Q morning show blew up sky high, there were guys on other morning shows in town. I want to challenge Bernard to a fight. I'll meet you right on the middle of Hennepin Avenue. I'll get... It's like, shut up, you candy-ass <laughs> yeah. loser. Jesus. Yeah, you're. I'm sorry, you got a .08 share. You got no shot, so shut up. Yeah. And if they did fight, I think I would just pick Jason Whitlock because he's bigger. I don't, Stephen yeah, A. doesn't come yeah. across as the type of person that's going to beat anybody no. up in any dark alley. No, no. Is Pat McAfee as big as he looks on television? No, no. no. I'm not sure how big he is, but I mean, he was a punter in the NFL. Who, who those guys oh, so typically yeah. aren't that big, but he right. definitely does work out because he's a little bit more yes. jacked than he was back in the day. He's six he foot always, one, two hundred thirty-three pounds. Well, he's okay. a pretty big guy. Yeah. Yeah. 6'1", 233. For a punter, I think that's pretty big. Yeah, and he's not fat, yeah. so there's probably a lot of mostly muscle that's He on does there. WWE stuff. Like, okay. He's, like, genuinely athletic for, for a punter. For, <laughs> for a punter. Oh, that's nice. He's good for a punter. Oh. I mean, other than that, though. Um, <laughs> does he always stand up to do his show, Pat yes. McAfee? I thought so, yeah. He, that's why maybe he looks so big, because he's always standing. Mm-hmm. He, I, he, I feel like it's a pain for him if he could have a, a wireless mic and just walk around their studio. Yeah, because he does right. the earbuds, the mm-hmm. wireless earbuds, instead of having whatever. So, yeah, he's a very animated guy and wants to walk around and be yeah. mobile. 
So I went for a walk this morning <clears throat> very quickly. I know we got to go in about a minute here, but uh, got to go to break. But went for a walk this morning, and when you walk in uh, where I walk, mm-hmm. you can run into some homeless people. Once in a while, there are a bunch of tents set up, and once mm-hmm. in a while, they're just sleeping on park benches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honest to God, I'm walking this morning, and there's this guy, and he's talking to himself. But I walked past him anyway. They, you don't bother. And this guy didn't bother me. It's just what he said was a bit unsettling. As I walked past this man, who's got all of his belongings in the world next to him on the park bench. Mm-hmm. He's got the blankets and the, what looks like a pillow. He's got all of his personal belongings he has with him. One little, uh, those little, you know, roller suitcases that you roll up, uh, you know, they're yeah. smaller. Mm-hmm. As I go by, he goes, hey, hey, man. I said, yeah, what's up? And he goes, Merry Christmas. I'm like, okay. Just, Merry Christmas to you too, sir. Absolutely. That's exactly what I said. And a happy Merry, New Year. <laughs> and a happy New Year 2025. Uh, by the time. Merry Christmas on uh, J- January 18th. So it's only three weeks off, but. You know, you know I'll, I'll spins on that. He's staying in the spirit. He's staying in the <laughs> That's spirit. That's true. I like it. I wish more people had that because we we talked about this. I want to say a week or two ago. As soon as January twenty sixth or no or or, Jan, or January second or it's December twenty sixth, yeah. yep. all of that festive, mm-hmm. you know, crap thrown out the door. Everybody's at each other's throats again. Yeah. Yeah, that yep. guy, that guy's in the spirit. I like it. He just really loves Christmas and he's getting a jump start for next year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no question about. It. So he should get a jump start on life. Is what he should do. Maybe you know, yeah, there's that. little income, little income coming in. That'd be good. We have to take a break. Be right back in a couple of seconds. Judd Zolgad will join us right after this. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. And Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor. Call Josh now for a no-obligation 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. You'll be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk, of course. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. I'm Tom Bernard, and I'm a paid endorser. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. 
There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Lindella, my pillow employees, want to thank my listeners for all your continued support. You've been great to them. To thank you, they're having an overstock clearance and new product sale going on right now. For the best prices ever, when you use promo code Tom, you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the My Pillow 2.0. Also, get 50% off the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Six-pack towel sets set for only. They sell for only $29.98. What do you think of that action? And take advantage of the free shipping on larger items such as mattresses and mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA, on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, and so much more. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM and you get free shipping on your entire order. So call 800-516-5146 go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TOM. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Would you stop playing that long intro? It's just too long. I mean, it's got to be at least, what, two and a half seconds? Yeah, yeah. So- something like that, and, right? And with the shorter show, it just eats way too much time up. Really does. There's no question about it. Uh, you know, I just, I guess I just, uh, I just suck it up and forge I was, ahead. I was just you so eager to get Judd on the screen. That's all it was. Well, I mean, when you got a looker like that, you, you got to put him up Whoa. on the screen for all the chicks and guys and whatever. Oh God, yeah, no question about it. I mean, it's a given. This morning, ladies and gentlemen, Judd Zolgad, Score North. What's the latest? Well, the latest is that the uh, Timberwolves went to Detroit. I think they were favored by 20. They won by about, what, 10 points or so. But the Timberwolves are our greatest hope, Tom Bernard. Mm -hmm. I've decided that. There's no question about it. Among the four men's major sports teams that we uh, follow here, the Minnesota Timberwolves, believe it or not, are your greatest hope for a championship, which is a bizarro world. It is true. I still do not understand how in the state of hockey you've never won an NHL championship. How the hell is that even possible? Well, you know, remember when the North Stars were here from 67 to 93, remember mm-hmm. um, we we hadn't coined that cute little term yet. That that was a wild creation, the state of oh, hockey. Really? That was created by the Wild in 2000 as a genius mm-hmm. marketing ploy, um, partially because Hockey Town... Warroad's been referred to as Hockey Town USA for years and years, but Detroit actually, I think, took it for the Red Wings as far as Hockey Town goes. So we we have only really been the state of, of hockey since 2000. Nonetheless, you're exactly right. It is unbelievable that they have not won. It is one Stanley Cup. I got lucky because back in uh, back in the day when the morning show blew up and all that stuff, I get a call one day from Lou Nanny's secretary. He's president and general manager of the Minnesota North Stars at the time. He invited me to dinner up in the owner's suite. Catherine and I went. And Louie and I have been very, very good friends ever since. His whole family, Tino and Michelle Lettieri, I mean, all of his children. I, I didn't even know anything about hockey. I didn't even know hockey existed until I got that call from the North Stars. Really? North I'm Minneapolis, so, not a lot of hockey going on up in North I Minneapolis. I guess not, but I mean, it's not like you were in rural, uh, a rural part of the state. That's I, I would have thought that, um, I would have thought that being a kid growing up here, that you would have at least been exposed to it. But uh, yeah, Louis is. I mean, he's a great guy, and is there a better salesman for the game? 
Oh, no, he's phenomenal. There's no oh, doubt he's about great that. at it. And he did his last year for the tournament this year. Is that correct? He's going to do his last year. Yep. Yeah, so in March, this will be it. Now, now in fairness, I remember doing a story when, when I did the uh, TV sports column for the Star Tribune. I remember doing a story. It must have been 40-something years where Louis guaranteed that was his last one. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> I I think he's threatened to to um, leave that post a few times before. So hopefully he again decides, ah, what the hell, I'll come back. Yeah, he still does a lot of traveling, man. He uh, He's all over the United States. It's unbelievable. And he's what, 82, 83? 82, yeah. He's 82. I think he's still 80. He might, you might be right. He might be 83 now. He's fantastic. I mean, he travels a ton. And his commentary on games, he, he does a very, very small package of wild games on Valley Sports North as well. He is one of, if not the best, easily. Well, he's so emotional about it, too, on top of it. It's just... Mm-hmm. Well, I told you that story. I was sitting there with uh, Jack Euster's wife, who ran Musicland at the time. I was a voiceover guy for Musicland at the time. So we were invited to sit in the owner suite with Louie. And she, uh, Jack Euster's wife, is sitting between me and Louie. And Louie is kind of pretending to pay attention, but he's actually watching the game. Of course. I could tell. She couldn't tell, I don't think. But uh, wide open shot, wide open net, hit the pipe and did not score. And Louis went F at the top of his lungs. Oh. Only it was the whole word, not just the F. <laughs> of, of course it was. Of course it was. Do you know how many, do you know in 2024, if, if you go back, especially with like coaches and executives in sports, Tom, how many HR complaints w- would be filed now from like what we saw in like the oh. 70s and 80s? I. I once was in the, the Met Center press box for a Blues North Star game, and I kid you not, the Blues GM was a guy by the name of Ron Caron. Great little Frenchman, okay? Mm-hmm. He spent the whole game, and he's in the press box, so it's not like a suite. It's not like he's not away from us. He's, like, right by me. He spent the whole game pounding on the table and swearing <laughs> and dropping the F-bomb. And and the Blues had this defenseman. His name was Glenn Featherstone. And Karan clearly hated him. And he spent the whole game. Every time Featherstone was on the ice in a French accent, he's yelling, effing Featherstone. And he's pounding the table. Effing Featherstone. And he's pounding the table. It's unbelievable. I mean, this guy was a walking HR issue now. And back then, it's like, yeah, that's just Ron Karan. You know, you're absolutely right. I, I'm thinking back at all these different things that I've heard managers and, you know, superiors to other people say. If you said that stuff these days, your career would be over. Oh, yeah. The I locker mean, room talk back in the day or just oh, yeah. around sports in general would probably get a lot of people canceled, fired, just put in the ground today. No question about it. It's, uh, I don't know, I, I hate to, I can't say that we're really lucky to have the sports teams we have in Minnesota. We won uh, zero Super Bowls, won a couple of uh, major league titles mm-hmm. with the Twins. Thank God for that. You know, Herbeck had to carry the whole team both years, but you know what I'm saying. I only say that because I have to put up with them every Friday, starting again in just, uh, what, a couple of months, I guess. I would love to hear, and I'm sure you you have, Tom, I would love to get the, uh, uh, the old stories about in their in their heyday as players and partiers, Herbeck and Gaetti. Oh God! Oh yeah! 
I love both those guys. I haven't seen Gary in years. Gary and I became really pretty solid friends. I haven't seen her in a while. Herbeck, I just love, like I said, when I would go in that locker room and everybody in there hated my guts because I, I went after Adam pretty hard. Herbeck's the one guy. Hi, Tommy. How you doing? <laughs> just to be a pain <laughs> in the ass. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. Yes. But, yeah, I, I did find out. I didn't realize this because, uh, you know, what it is and the whole situation. But athletes don't like it when you criticize them. Oh, no. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. Now, what, what I did find out um, when I was covering the Vikings, this is probably around 2008 or so. What I did find out is that there had been a definite transition, though, mm-hmm. Um Athletes now, unless they're like from here, okay, but athletes now, if they are just a guy that, you know, signs as a free agent, gets drafted from elsewhere, Mm -hmm. the only thing they really uh, consume now, national shows, Mm -hmm. ESPN in particular, they don't care about the Star Tribune, they don't care, they don't even know who, you know, covers them from the Star Tribune, the Pioneer Press, um, like our podcast and stuff, But but back in the day that you're talking about and especially the reach of that kq show yes i am sure everyone was acutely aware of any criticism but what they should have been aware of was you were the greatest pr machine in the history of that team because your criticism also was the your passion um i'm willing to bet you sold more seats in that stadium back in the day than the twins ad campaign sold do you think carl would send me a check (laughs) <laughs> well, that family, you should just ask them all. You should just say, hey, you know what? I, I don't care which one of you signs it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anybody can sign the check. That'd be fine. That works Bob, Jim, Joe, don't care. But I got to be honest with you. I adore the twins to the point because it wasn't phony. Uh, unless right. anyone thinks it was true. I really did love the Minnesota twins from 1961 right through to that day in 1987. Uh, then again, in 91, of course, I absolutely love the Minnesota Twins. I always will. So it was not just, you know, running my mouth to run my mouth. I truly believed the things that I said, and that team frustrated me at times. It was unbelievable. And one of my favorite things about that team, I'm going to show mm-hmm. you. So now I'm, not, I'm Gene Mock. I'm going out to the mound. So you guys are me in the second row behind the dugout. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he goes out there, and he's, you know, pretty pissed off at the pitcher, but he leaves him in, and as he comes back, he looks up and sees me, and then he looks down and walks in the dugout doing this. (sighs) (laughs) Gene Mocky used to give me the finger like every game. Did he really? Yes. It was (laughs) wild. I thought it was. Never met him in person. I heard he was a great guy, though. That's what I understand anyway. But I see I just I love that about my history with that team because I there is no bigger fan of the Minnesota Twins than me. And so you piss me off, you're gonna get criticized. That's just how it is. Yeah, I know it but it was great because it was you doing that also um put them in the conscious of, of the fans. And I mean that team, you know, for what? A, up until eighty seven, aside from that terrible end to the pennant race in 84 yeah. yep. i mean that team had been absolutely atrocious so how, how long did you have season tickets then combined from the met to the metronome oh my god i had i must have had season tickets for well over 20 years 
I mean, well over 20 years. It was unbelievable. But now aren't season tickets like $100,000 a piece or something? Yeah, and you have to sacrifice one of your children to, <laughs> the to get them. Yeah, to get them. <laughs> uh, i got to run this by you. I was just sending an email. There's a story apparently in the Star Tribune this morning about a town in Minnesota named Long Prairie, Minnesota. And they're going on and on. They're having all kinds of problems. And there's a, there's a beef plant there. And they're, the town, the, the downtown area, they shut down the movie theaters. A lot of businesses closed. So there's a battle between the newcomers to the town. But they describe in the article, according to this guy, uh, that people from Long Prairie tend to be judgmental, ornery people. Right? Mm-hmm. Guess who was born in Long Prairie, Minnesota? That'd be me. Yeah, I was the same. <laughs> I did not know. Yes, I was born in Long Prairie, Minnesota. So it's not your fault, is what you're saying. Yeah, I got out of town. I, they were too ornery for me. I had yeah. to leave. But I've never been described as ornery, have I, in the Star Tribune? Never. <laughs> like every article, he's still ornery, you know. I just love that. Look, Long Prairie, great memories of my grandparents. My mother and father were, well, my mother was born in Browerville, along with who else? Tom Brady. Tom Brady's mom. Mom, there we go. That's right. That's exactly right. A town of, I believe, at the time, 200 people. So we're probably related. We're both Tommy B, so it's close. But Mm -hmm. no, I just love the fact that he sends it over. Look, look where you're from. You're not the only ornery bastard from there. Apparently, you all are ornery bastards that are from there. I would be curious if (laughs) Long Prairie was known for that before or after you were born and from there. Good point. Yeah. You think it was pretty even keel until that uh, that November day? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Is that what you're saying? You have to remember one thing, though. When I was born, there was some orneriness going on and some screaming and yelling going on the day I was born. Because when I was born, I was 23 inches tall and weighed 11 pounds. Your poor mom. Wow. My name, my name is Thomas because they thought I was twins. Jeez. They thought I was two people. I was so big. But my friend Mark Merrill's passed me by. He was two feet tall and weighed 13 pounds. Jesus. Holy 13 Christ. pounds? 13 pounds. Mark Merrill's, I love you, pal. Uh, yeah, it's, those are big children. Um, now, in order to judge how women handle this whole thing, what do you think it would feel like to poop out a turd that was... <laughs> 23 inches long and weighed 11 pounds. I want no part of that. <laughs> I'd be ornery, too. We, we have found the problem get a in Long Prairie. Yeah. The, women, the women are ticked off, and they should be. No doubt about it. No question about it. But, hey, let me pass along. I spent many – matter of fact, I was just in Long Prairie about a year and a half ago to visit my Aunt Mary Ann because she had turned uh, – well, she was in her 90s. And I knew she wasn't going to be around. And I'm so happy I went over there and visited her at the Long Prairie Retirement Home. She uh, she passed away a couple of weeks later. It was, I you know, the memory. Do you have memories of what your neighborhood or town or whatever where you grew up? Yeah, absolutely. Just great memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. Long Prairie, I love you. I know we're all ornery bastards and judgmental as hell, but that's who we are. So just the way it goes. And thank you, by the way. Somebody just sent me Neil Justin's last article on me. It starts with, he's still ornery. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> uh. So thank you, Neil Justin. I appreciate that. Anyway, back to the topic, because we only got about one minute left. What else should we know about sports today? Uh, the Wild plays tonight 
and they're starting a three-game trip, which is uh, a tough one because they're playing Tampa Bay, which is a good team, Florida, and then Carolina. So it's going to be – they just won – they finally won a a game. They beat the Islanders 5-0 on Monday, but um, I still think their playoff chances are remote. The Wolves, everyone complained, right? The Wolves aren't on national TV enough. They're not on national TV enough. Well, they are tonight. The game is at Target Center against Memphis, and guess what? Because it's on national TV, and it's the second game of a TNT doubleheader, it starts at 9 o'clock. So, everybody, (laughs) shut up about the Wolves not being on national TV. We want them to start at 7. We don't care if they're on national TV. This is what happens in the playoffs and and for really good teams. You, especially in the Midwest, you get treated like the West Coast. So... Just be quiet. Keep your opinions to yourself. Let's keep the Wolves <laughs> off national TV, and let's keep home games at 7 o'clock. Thank you very much. I love your call. It's a great call. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, try not to be so ornery in your answer, would you please? <laughs> Where are you from? Like, Browerville? Right next to Long Prairie? Is hey, hey, point? listen. I was, I, was born in, I was born in Hollywood, California, sir. You so. were? It all makes sense now. Yep, my my parents lived in California for years, and then shortly really? after I was born, they moved to Baltimore. Yes, I was born in Hollywood. One of my favorite, Michael Michael Jordan. Michael was it Michael T. Jordan? Michael J. What? Oh, Michael, know, B. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Michael B. Jordan's in studio one time. I'm talking. Great guy. Just a really nice guy. I said, man, tell me a little bit. I've never been to Baltimore. He goes, you don't want to go to Baltimore. <laughs> I said, why not? He goes, man, it's really rough there. I said, well, yeah, but where? And he goes, you ever heard of the east side, north side, west side, and south side? All four places. They're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't go to Baltimore. I've never been in Baltimore. Really? Never have. I've never been in Baltimore. It's one of the few cities in America that I've never been in. Oh, I, I like it. It's got some bad parts, but I like it. It's, it's got character. It's got a Camden lot Yard. of character. Camden Yards, phenomenal, I heard. Yes, love Camden Yards. The har- harbor there is fantastic. There are some bad parts. I, in, in fact, I was once with a friend walking from Camden Yards uh, to, to Fells Point, and we asked the bartender near Camden Yards for directions, and he said, okay, you go here, and you take a right, and, and then he stopped, and, and he said, and don't miss the right. <laughs> <laughs> Basically if said, if you go straight... Head. You're dead. That's okay. Thank you. See, this is character. I love it, man. Always enjoy our conversation, Judd. I'll talk to you again on Monday, correct? Tuesday. You got Phil tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Monday, tomorrow, and you got yeah, me on Monday. Tuesday. But I shall return then, you guys. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All right. Bye bye. Judd Zolgad, score north, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, whenever we have a day off like we did on Monday, for mm-hmm. some reason my brain just can't grasp it. You'd think it'd be pretty easy, but. It throws me off. Yeah. yeah. It does throw you off, in a good way, I suppose, because you got a day off, right? Absolutely, yeah. We shall take a break, be right back. Some other guy from Channel 5, I can't remember his name, but we'll have him on right after. It's Craig something or (laughs) Gregory or what is it? I I think it was Gregory. I think you nailed it. Gregory Egret, is that what it is? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get to it. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's the reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful, and I'm telling you the truth there. 
This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent. When it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys, he lives there and here. And Matt knows what's uh, best in Key West to buy for your second home in Florida. Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, I said colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale. And our Minnesotan through and through, contact them by heading to onekeywest.com. That is onekeywest.com. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. And don't you forget it, Buster. Hey, it's a new year. Why not treat yourself to a new gun from K&L Surplus and Ammo. I personally know Jim, the owner. He's been in the firearms business for over 15 years and knows how to set you up with the perfect firearm for your needs. K&L offers one of the widest selection of firearms in the region, including Beretta shotguns and Tika rifles. High school trap teams are starting to form now, and K&L has a great selection of SKB shotguns. K&L has Tika and SKB, both right and left-hand models, by the way. KNL also has a broad range of ammunition, including both American and European calibers. If you have a collection of guns that you'd like to sell, call Jim at KNL so he can help you get the best price through his network. KNL Surplus and Ammo is on Lake Drive in Lionel Lakes and open Tuesday through Saturday. You can also visit them online at www.klgunstore.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. Oh, my God, that thing goes on and on. That has to be at least three seconds long, that rejoiner, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. That's the whole thing. Welcome back. Chris Eggert, ladies and gentlemen, Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. Chris Eggert and the news. Do you have any good news? Oh, you know what I've been doing, Chris? Yes. So I watch the local news. That's one thing, you know, one thing I really like uh, about streaming is, the matter of fact, if you're in a hotel room in Chicago or you're in New York and working or you're in Florida or you're in Minnesota, you can get Channel 5 anywhere you go. 
We're we're available on the entire universe on the World Wide Web. The World Wide Web, man. But I'm talking about on streaming television. Yeah. You can get Channel 5 where, at whatever town you're in. You can get it if you know where to look. Yes, sir. It's Which I love, by the way, because it's got that home feeling and all the rest of it. I like that. I also kind of like watching the... We're depending on where I'm at, watching and critiquing the local news too. You know, oh. you kind of did it. You guys know what I'm talking yep. about. Probably do the same thing with radio stations, right? Oh yeah, I remember as a kid going and like we stayed in a hotel and you would turn on the local news and you'd be in some small city or whatever area and the camera quality's terrible. It's like <laughs> you really made you really appreciate how good we had it here in Minnesota. Right, right. I like that. That's a good call. I like that a lot, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it's uh, it's a whole different set. One of the, my favorite stories of all, and by the way, when I moved to New York City in 1982, I think it was. I think it was 82. I can't remember. But I moved, Catherine and I moved to New York City because I was doing voiceover. Matter of fact, for Howard Stern's agent, Don Buckwald. We and I had, oh, really? He and I had the same age. That's why Howard and I have never gotten along. But in any case, well, first of all, Howard can't do endorsements. He's terrible at it. But in any case, moving forward, God, I sounded like Stephen right. T. Stephen Smith a. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Steve. yeah, talking to the people. That son of a bitch. <laughs> but anyway, now I forgot what the hell I was talking about. Oh, so I went to New York. Mm-hmm. Catherine and I, I believe, 20th Street and 2nd Avenue, got an apartment up there. And I sit down and I go, God, this is going to be great. Because whether people want to admit this or not, Minnesota, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota, has, I think, a long shoulder to shoulder with Chicago, the best news reporting in America. Do you agree with that? I think the quality is right up there. It's hard to tell a difference, in my opinion. Yeah. Between Chicago and Minneapolis, St. Paul, you mean? Yeah. For I sure. would go with that. But the rest of them, so I'm excited. I'm like, oh my God, I'm in New York City watching the local news. It was horrendous. Got some wonderful news for you this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think, sissy? Boy, yeah, that's a nice outfit. It's like, oh, my God, this news is horrendous. It was terrible. Was he a, a croaker? I was like, that's right. That's oh, that. yeah. Uh, yeah, all this. It's like, guy got shot to death on Fifth Avenue. That's too bad, huh? What do you think, Billy? Jesus. And shifting I mean, compared to, compared to Minneapolis and St. Paul, their news in New York. Now, I don't know. I haven't been there in a couple. Well, I've been overnight in New York, but haven't stayed in New York for a long time, so maybe it's better now, but it was terrible back then. And also, the very first newscast I saw in Palm Beach, Florida, 27 years ago. He was a good news guy, but I don't know who did his intro. Now, did they do an intro with you? And now, it's time for the news with Chris Eggert. Blah, 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 and blah, We've blah, gone blah. in and out of those things over yeah, the years. Yeah. Sometimes we have them, sometimes we don't. The reason, the reason I even bring that up is a guy's name. He's no longer around, but he's a really good newsman. But his name was Kurt Fonger. F-O-N-G-E-R. Fonger was his last name, which I would have changed. Yeah. That's not ideal. Because, of course, everybody down in, in that area called him Mother Fonger. What a shock. <laughs> you know, how did that ever happen? Can't, can't really blame him on that. He was good, but his intro was horrendous. And now, time for the news. With Kurt Fonger. It's like, what are you trying to scare me? What the <laughs> hell was that? He was good, though. He, he retired several years Kurt ago. Kurt Fonger. I'll have to look that up. That's Kurt funny. Kurt Fonger. You got to do that. 
when you say I don't have name. the I don't have the I don't have the wood to do that in my no. voice, Tom. You don't have the growl. You got to have a growl nope. in there. Don't. In any case, so what is new in the news? Anything good? Well, you know, yes. Uh, in some ways, the cold weather that we've had over the last several days. <laughs> It's been really good for all of our outdoor winter sports and things that really had been, you know, planning, trying to go on the um, pond hockey, the pond hockey tournaments able to start this weekend, which was, I mean, if you guys think back, it was like two weeks ago, there was open water on Lake Nokomis, which is mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that they've been able to get that going is good news. I, I know that we're talking to Lutzen today. They got a bunch of snow. So uh, again, what might be, Annoying to those of us who don't necessarily love it to be cold. <laughs> right. It is it is super good news for all these businesses who have been waiting for this for quite some time to finally start, um, you know, being able to get some people coming in. It is a nice thing. There's no question about that. Does it sound, um, doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of negative news going on in Minneapolis-St. Paul. That's good. Um, yeah, we had a, I think our top story today was about, um, fentanyl, the, the feds were saying that, um, Minneapolis, St. Paul area is just a really bad fentanyl problem right now. And more Mm -hmm. so than any of the surrounding states, which, which is not really surprising when you consider the states that are surrounding Minnesota, as far as a, you know, urban centered type situation. But, um, so that, we did have that today for our top story. Some, I, there's some ridiculous amount of, um, like 400, 500,000 fentanyl pills that they seized in the last oh, year, man. which is insane. And and of course my my brain goes to did somebody have to count all of those? Right, <laughs> but one by one. Yeah, it's all. Now, do you think two two things? It's an urban area. What five and a half million people in Minnesota? Is that about right? Not all in the metro, but metro is what about three point three million or something. I, it's somewhere around three four, yeah. Three four, yeah. So there you go. So you got all those people plus Minnesota, Minneapolis, St. Paul in particular is one of the wealthiest urban areas in all of America. You know, as a person to person basis. Now, obviously, there's a lot of other revenues and stuff coming into Los Angeles and New York and Chicago and all the rest. But as far as a town of its size, Minneapolis has a and St. Paul have a lot of money. And one of the things they're going to buy is drugs. I'm just, that's just how it goes. Yeah. And it's always been sort of the train of thought that the drugs came up from Chicago. It's kind of the kind of a pipeline there. And uh, anyway, there, we had that for our top story today, which was, you know, um, you hear more and more about these fentanyl deaths and we talked to drug addiction agencies and they're like, you know, half the people we have coming in right now, it's, it's, you know, fentanyl problems and it's, uh, uh, but that, I mean, that's obviously very depressing. Um, the, uh, state legislature is talking about legalizing sports betting again, that's coming up. That was a big, big hot topic last year. It's a Republican Senator, Jeremy Miller introduced a proposal yesterday. So I think they're, the goal is to send half of the money to local charities. So, oh, okay. Well, you know, I, when I was out in Florida, they're, they're going through that themselves right now because the hard rock in, I guess it's right between Fort Lauderdale and Miami, kind of. Yep. It's kind of mostly Fort Lauderdale, though. Yeah. They're going big time in the fact you can do sports betting now. It's the only place in Florida you can bet sports is that casino. Isn't that amazing? 
it's uh you know it's just you know there's so much money involved in the whole situation it's um i mean of course historically the tribes have been against it in minnesota yeah uh, because it's a you know big revenue stream for them too so i i guess we'll see how it all plays out again this year and i haven't seen the legislation proposed yet but i can guarantee you as the legislature gets kicked up here uh we're going to be seeing something against that flag I guarantee oh, it. I guarantee it. Yeah, it's a terrible flag. I mean, it's so There's, boring. Uh, it's that, that, that's happening as sure as I'm sitting here. Now, AJ, um, Chris wanted me to ask you a question. He didn't. He was going to ask you, but then he said, yeah, it'd be better if Tom asked you. Okay. Do you, do you still have a hard time getting cocaine in town? I have no idea what you're talking about, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> we just thought he'd pawn it off on you. That's what we no, is cocaine even around anymore? You never hear about it anymore. You used to hear about it all the time, like in the 80s. Uh, I don't, I've never seen it, but I, I don't, I live a pretty <laughs> sheltered life these days. I've never seen it. You're around news, uh, TV, no. and radio people. Don't lie to me. Nah, I never have. And I, I think I I'm told once. it's around, but I, I, I have no idea. Yeah, I did once and it was. Nothing. It, I didn't feel anything. I did cocaine once in my life. It wasn't in Minnesota, so you can't arrest me. But nothing happened. Is it hmm. because I'm already nuts? Probably. I mean, I knew it probably mellowed you out, if so, anything. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a possibility. I got all mellowed out being high on cocaine. You're like, wow, this is this is not the effect I'd hoped for. I've never <laughs> felt calmer in my right, life. Like, I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> Look at my hands. Steady as a rock. <laughs> you, guys, you guys might be right about that. All right, Chris, thanks for ruining my morning. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, sorry. Uh, if I, I'll let you know, Tom, if I come across any coke in the next couple of days. Yeah, please do. Let me know what's going on, all right? All right. Bye, guys. All right, Pally, we'll talk to you later. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a break. Be right back. Just a couple minutes. More coming up next. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy. For your second home in Florida, Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to onekeywest.com. That's OneKeyWest.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. 
Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-ZERORES. That's 952-ZERORES. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services how about a tom bernard deal well here it is get three rooms zero resified starting at 129 bucks and don't forget your air ducts mention me and they'll discount your air vents by 75 bucks too this is for the entire month so call them right now 9520res backward or forward it spells the same or book online zeroresminnesota.com if it's available ask for them to come to your place in the tom bernard name service truck what an honor that was by the way just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res carpet. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. Remember when it used to do that? Yeah, I think that's the next break. Let me get that going, man. <laughs> I think this is a brilliant, brilliant move. A bar renamed itself The Gym. Now, why would a bar rename itself The Gym? Oh, absolutely. Oh. I'm going to the gym. Got, got my gym bag. I feel like, get a little workout in. I I'm, I remember, and this is a way back in the day. I, I, there was a bar I want to say was called the Library. Yep, it was in yeah. Dinky Town. Yep. Yes, yes. Yep. So it's like, yeah, you know what? What are you reading at the library? Oh, you know, I Jack and the Beanstalk, and that was like some green martini mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I first moved to Minneapolis, I had a friend that lived over in Dinky Town. He was like, "Hey, you want to meet up with a bunch of us? We're uh, we're going to the library." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm good on going to the library at nine o'clock at night." And he's like, "No, no, no, it's a bar over in Dinky Town. Like, let's, let's go." Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Fantastic. A bar renamed itself the Gym to keep the New Year's your New Year's resolutions intact. I'm going to the gym. I love that's it. a 
top tier like marketing strategy. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a I forget where it was. There was a bar that they renamed all of their drinks and food to office supplies. So that way they did it Ooh. for a day, and they're like, now you can expense this, you know, beer that you want to drink because you're drinking a stapler instead of a yeah <laughs> whatever. Okay. So I love the loopholes. Oh no, uh, this next story. Luck- luckily for you, because you're so youthful, so you don't really have this problem. Uh, a study found man boobs can be deadly. Does that mean you're so severely overweight that you have titties that you might have a heart attack? Is that what they're saying? Yeah, I don't. I'd be curious as to why they're deadly as opposed to just you know naturally being overweight. But yeah. All right, Tevin, let me get to that story. I'm Kurt Funger with the news. What do you think? I like it. Are you are you a middle-aged man with an impressive set of? <laughs> Now, how am I supposed to get through this story? Oh, I got to know. No, hold on. Can we guess before you yes. read it? Kev, Tevin, what do you think the next word is? What is the... Are you, are you, are you oh, a middle-aged man? I think man? they definitely go with an impressive set of man boobs. I think they just say... Oh, see, I'm gonna say, I want to say like tatas or something like that. Ooh, I like that, though. Okay, here's the line. Are you a middle-aged man with an impressive set of knockers? Ah. <laughs> that feels lazy. So you had the idea. Yeah. That feels lazy. You had the idea. Yeah, not a problem. Well, tough news, I'm afraid. Those man boobs might kill you someday. A study out of the University of Copenhagen found men with boobs or moobs. I've heard that before. Hey, that guy's got moobs. Yep. Uh, Are at at a 37% higher risk for early death before the age of 75. Wait a minute. I hope I don't. I don't have any man boobs. Yeah, and I wonder, like, how big. Does it matter what cup size your man boobs are that increase or decrease your... I think that's a good question. I would like to know that myself. Um, gynecomasty is what it's called. Gynecomasty. Uh, the good news uh, is just having them uh, because your overweight doesn't count. It only applies to men with a condition called gynecomasty. Gynecomastia, uh, excuse me. It's when a hormone imbalance causes enlarged breast tissue. Yeah, see, if your hormones are imbalanced, that's not oh, good okay. news. So, yeah, they're not. Yeah. They're talking about actual yeah. man boobs, not what not just, everybody just jokes around and will say to everybody yeah. that they say has man boobs. Okay, that makes sense. No question about it. Every time I hear the word boobs, I get, what the hell is his name again? It used to be on Saturday Night Live. Charlie, Charlie, Char- what the? Charlie Murphy? Not Charlie Murphy. Who the hell am I thinking? It doesn't matter. I'll move on. If I think of it, I'll get back to you. Uh, So in any case, the bad news is you could have uh, the bad version and not know it. Gynecomastia. Mm -hmm. You might have it and you don't even know it. Experts aren't sure, but think it could could affect between a third and two-thirds of men on some level. Hmm. That's not true. I don't know enough men then, I guess, because I don't think I know anybody with man boobs like they're talking about. I feel like when it's that wide of an, like, like it, this is not a well-known thing, I feel like. And when it's that well impacted on such a large field of people, mm-hmm. sure, it might impact you. But I want to know, of that, like, one-third yeah. or two-third, what percentage of that is actually harmful? Because, like, you get, like, you know, some people have a limp, but not everybody has a limp that, like, stops them from doing stuff. Yeah. You know? Now, this last line in the story confuses me because I don't really understand this. I had never heard this before. Yeah. The hormone imbalance can happen at any age but tends to peak during puberty? No. That just seems like common knowledge. Yeah, that would make sense, I think. It's like as your puberty and hormones are naturally changing, so if you have this imbalance, it will. But 
I guess, but, accelerate. But <laughs> puberty is what, 11, 12? When, when is puberty? Yeah, yeah, right about there. Like, yeah, 11, 12, 13. I never changes. knew one kid at St. Anne's when I was 11 or 12 years old that had titties. Not one of them. <laughs> no. So what are they? What? Yeah, this is uh, somebody is trying to probably raise some money to study this, and oh. they need to make people more aware and make it sound worse than it is. Might be a little cash on the barrel head. Uh, that's what you're talking. So, oh, by something. the way, I'm glad you brought that up because I do have to do my uh, my daily news report from the TV news. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to shock you guys, but apparently, according to CNN, Donald Trump is a psychopath who's going to ruin America. And then on Fox News, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but our president is a psychopath who's going to ruin America. So I, I don't know where shocked. we're going. I'm absolutely what? shocked. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm absolutely Fully shocked. I mean, have you watched any of the national news in the last week? Uh, no, not recently. I've turned it Good off move. after yeah. seeing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. They have lost their minds. I mean... The, CNN, and they're, look, all they're doing is battling it out for advertising mm-hmm. dollars. This has nothing to do with the news. No. They want to make money off of your misery is what they want. And it's both of them. It's all of them, actually. But honest to God, you see things on there's like, oh, this is the end. If that psychopath takes over, it's going to destroy the world. And, oh, my God. It, yeah, are things going really great right now? When's the last time things were going really great? That's what I'd like to know. Right. 2007. Maybe, right? <laughs> so it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> so it's been a while. It's only 17 years, yeah. though. I mean, when you think. It was 2007, by the way. We had a really good year that year. And then 2008, the economy nearly collapsed, Yeah, if you remember. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, you know what? I can only watch it for like two minutes at a time because it says, these people over there are just horrible. They're the worst human beings on earth. Oh, my God, it's terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are a lot of terrible people out there, like and in every yeah. government. Like there's the – do you remember the one MDB scandal out of Malaysia where their prime minister stole $5.6 billion with his Chinese friend? A couple Ixnay. years ago, he gave some of that to me. Don't bring that up. <laughs> Ixnay yes. on the Steele. Uh, there's there's a great documentary on. It's called The Man on the Run. That's on Netflix. That oh, dives yeah. into yeah. it and just how they essentially said, "Hey, we're gonna make the city great." And then they he was he paid Britney Spears a million dollars to jump out of a birthday cake for. I him remember and all this yep. stuff. And it was like, yeah, just so brazen. So if you give anybody even just a little bit of money, they're gonna lose their mind. <laughs> well, plus I'm glad you mentioned Britney Spears because she's very even. And keel too oh, yes. hell of a talent well, yeah I mean, that woman's got a lot of talent but holy is that her dad that drove her nuts yeah her dad really did a number on her and now that she's like i guess it. free from her conservatorship or whatever it was mm-hmm. she'll post a lot on social media and you can just tell that yeah she was messed up by her family severely no question did you text back hit me baby one more time yeah, I think that has a new meaning now that you see the whole Britney saga play out. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. All right, we've got to take a break. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Very special guest, Ingenue Ellis Taylor, will join us right after this. Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC has a mutiny on his hands. His sales crew said they've had it brooming snow off the new Buicks and GMCs, then warm them up, move them to plow, and repark them again. He even overheard them cooking up an alternative plan. 
a sale. This is crazy. Why don't we just mark them down and sell them? This is getting real old to be out on that lot in this sub-zero weather. That's right. Everyone we sell is one less to broom. I heard we're supposed to get six more inches tomorrow. I'm 5'6". How am I supposed to get the snow off the roof of a pickup? I'm Jim Paul, and, well, car dealers do have all kinds of crazy sales. This idea probably makes more sense than most. There's plenty of inventory, so, okay, the crew has decided. Yeah! yeah now we're so then it's official. The We Don't Want to Broom Snow sale is in full force at Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley and Hastings. Snowy inventory priced real right at valleycardealers.com. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key. West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy. For your second home in Florida, Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to OneKeyWest.com. That's OneKeyWest.com. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings, 8 to 9.30, or anytime you like as a podcast on the Tom Bernard app at TomBernardShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. God, Amy, settle down. You kind of had to work a lot there. What happened? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Amy Daniels, the one that does all the voiceover for this show. Let me know when Ingenue is ready to go, if yeah. you would. Yeah, we're all set. We're all, we're good to go now. Yes. Absolutely. Ingenue Ellis Taylor, how are you, Ingenue? I'm all right. How are you doing? You're only all right. We're gonna make your day a lot better because after you leave here, <laughs> it's gonna be a lot better than all right. <laughs> well, what you, you know think? what? It's already better than all right because I am talking to somebody from Minneapolis, and I'm I'm really excited about that. Have you ever been here? I haven't, and I cannot. I can't wait to come. I All haven't. right. Well, 
Uh, all right, just reach. We'll we'll give you directions on all the good stuff, where to go, <laughs> what to do. Is is there a lot of pressure on you being named Ingenue? Because there's a certain loving innocence about Ingenue. Obviously, it's what it kind of means. Are you are you overwhelmingly innocent and sweet? <laughs> What's what it means, Ingenue? <laughs> Did I did I just laugh really loud? <laughs> yes, you did. Did Absolutely. I do that? I'm sorry. I didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I will tell you something, Audrey. You just made my day because I love hearing people <laughs> laugh when they come on the show. Uh, her new film by Ava DuVernay, Origin, releases uh, in theaters Friday, January 19th. That is tomorrow. Written and directed by Academy Award winner Ava DuVernay. Origin uh, chronicles the tragedy and triumph of Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Isabel Wilkerson as she investigates a global phenomenon of epic proportions. I'd like to shut up here and just hear this from you, Ingenue. So what is it all about? Yeah, well, the the, the film uh, directed by Ava DuVernay uh, is based on the book Cast that was written by Isabel, uh, Pulitzer Prize-winner Isabel Wilkerson. And really what CAST is, just in really short terms, is a, is a big, vast uh, idea, but it is, it is how we divide ourselves in uh, um, putting people on, in, in the highest, uh, highest, high on the totem pole and low on the totem pole, these, these uh, structures of uh, people who are um, um, uh, who, who dominate, who are in, in, the, in the subordinate caste, and people who are in the higher caste. Um, and she is saying that these divisions that we that we put on ourselves in these really artificial ways, that we need to break out of that in order to uh, have uh, a more uh, healthier life, a uh, more fair life here in uh, in this country and around the world. Do you think that, that everybody is given an even chance these days? Because uh, I, I just, honestly, you know, i got to be honest with you. I've never seen the national news and, and people who lead the parties more negative and ornery than they've ever been. I just don't see mm-hmm. how that serves the people, Ingenue. I don't get, how, once you ser- shut up and serve the people if you're a politician or a news anchor or whatever, stop upsetting people. I know it drives them to watch you and you make more money, but maybe you making money is mm-hmm. not what it's all about there, news reporter. Yeah, no, I can't even, I can't, I can't watch the news because no. I, had to, I had to make a choice years ago, years ago for my health, for my mental health. I had to, I had to step away from it. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't consume it anymore. I think that's, I think what you said is very much driven. It's, it's, it's driven, it's consumer driven, but the consumers are the people who are buying the, the airtime. Uh, yes. It doesn't necessarily have to do with the people who are watching it. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. Do you think people will understand that someday that you're only being used, your your sadness or anger or whatever? They're just using you to make money. Don't get upset over that. First of all, just last night I turned to one of the channels. Well, I here's what I did, Ingenue, last night. I tuned mm-hmm. in uh, CNN and found out that Donald Trump was the worst human being ever born. And then I tuned in Fox and found out, no, that's not true. It's Biden who's the worst human being ever born. <laughs> I mean, it's like, <laughs> you can't get away from it. Like, would you calm down? Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I think you know, oddly, I think that's what this book is about. It's what this film yeah. is about. It's all, 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 of that, all of these 
these divisions that we have that are not just in this country that, you know, she connects, she can, the film and the book connects how we are connecting these divisions. Our divisions here are connected to the divisions in, in India, the divisions that they use to, to, um, to um, make the Holocaust happen in, in, in Nazi Germany, right, right. right? And that they're driven by, you know, now we say the media drives it. But these messages have existed all around yeah. the world yep. for generations, for generations. And they have said, no, this, this person is better. That person is, is worse. This person is better. And that has existed throughout our existence here on this planet. And it, as you said, it does nothing but tear us apart. Nothing right. but tear us apart. Don't you, do you think there is a way maybe we can start to come together again? I remember I'm of the age where I was a teenager in the 1960s, and and uh, there was we tried apparently as a country to come together, and instead what happened from 67, 68, and 69, about five of our national leaders were murdered. Uh, the the mm. neighborhood I grew up in in North Minneapolis, Plymouth Avenue, was burned to the ground. And I mean the entire avenue from the Mississippi River all the way to the city border. It was burned to the ground. I hope we don't have to go through that again, Anjanou, because it was hard. Man, it was hard. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I, I feel like, I feel like the, the great thing about this film, it doesn't have, it doesn't offer answers. You know, it doesn't offer answers. Mm-hmm. But what it says is, we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. it. And I think that, yeah, you know, and I think that, I think what, what I feel that both, uh, what I did, what I think particularly that Ava, Ava DuVernay did, our director, visionary director, is she found the thing that, that brings us together. And the thing that brings us together is love and loss. That no matter who you are, no matter what you look like, no matter what, a part of the caste system that you're in, you, all of us experience love and all of us experience loss. That that is the great thing that combines us, that unifies us. And I think coming together to watch this film puts us all at this place where we are connected and can talk about it and, and see and see that we're all on this, on this, you know, on this rock. And that if, if we don't do something different, you know, we're going to destroy ourselves. And I think the, the film offers an opportunity. It doesn't offer answers, but it offers an invitation and an opportunity for discussion. See, you I know? think that's wonderful. I wish people would understand, yeah. given a chance. Well, look, I, very quickly, Anjanou, I, I grew up in North Minneapolis. The neighborhood was Catholic, Black, and Jewish. That's what the neighborhood was where mm-hmm. I grew up. And to this day, mm-hmm. when I do an interview um, with uh, the media or whatever, particularly newspapers, they always have to put in there, you know, he's got this really kind of angry, ornery edge to him. Yeah, well, it's where I grew up. I'm going to have that with me the rest of my life. You may as well get used to it. No, I don't go after people and, you know, beat them up or anything like that. But it's funny that they they like to point out the fact, because I grew up in a very, it was a very violent neighborhood, very, very poor people, and you carry that with you the rest of your life. And I wish people would understand this is not a skin color thing. It's you're going to carry your neighborhood with you for the rest of your life, so everybody should get over that, right? Right. Yeah, and I, I think that's what you know. That that is essentially what caste cast is. Is that it? It is not about skin color. It right. is it's something. It's a bigger. It's a. It's a more broad idea than that. 
um, you know, when the, when this the, in the inception of this country and the folks who wanted to to establish and maintain power, they had to have in order to do that they had to have somebody who was less than they were, right? Yep. So they yep. had to choose something. They had to choose something. It could have been anything. It could have been knee size. It could have been it could have been ear size. It could have been height. It could have been anything, but they chose race. Yeah, they did. And this has carried on for generations and generations and generations, and colorism has become a part of it. There are all these offshoots, but essentially it is about how a power system is kept in place and these divisions that it that needs for it to, to, to survive. Look at you being all honest and trying to teach people things. I really appreciate your time today. No. you got, you got to come no. to town and come in and do the show. That's all there is to it. I would love that. I am so excited to, you know, one of my favorite things ever in life was Prince, and I know you hear that all the time, but I, <laughs> yes. I, I just, you know, it's it's a little bit of a mecca for me, and I and I just I just haven't I haven't been able to get there yet, but I will I will and I look forward to it. Okay, Anjanu, I'll close with this. My entire conversation I had with Prince many years ago. Many, many years ago, mm-hmm. Prince was walking toward me. I was walking toward him. As I went by, he looked at me and went, hi. <laughs> that was our whole conversation. <laughs> <I'm sure>. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd love it. That's all I'm having to say. You are a terrific yeah, but guest. You remember, I, that, you remember that conversation, right? You never oh, forgot yeah. it. <laughs> Just so like I'm going to remember this conversation, Anjanu, you're a hell of a guest, and you need to, yeah, you got to get, get to town. There's no question about it. I would love it. I would love it. All right, my dear. Have a great day. You too. Y'all take care. Bye. Ingenue Ellis Taylor. God, have you seen her picture? Yeah, when Art sent the, like, whatever, press release over, I was looking at her pictures. I was like, I know her from somewhere. And she was, like, one of the main characters in this TV show I used to love called Quantico. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, that's freaking amazing. She's She's terrific. Have you ever seen The Express? Uh, yes, the er, Ernie Davis story. That one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she plays the mom in that. She's yep. just uh, Brandy Williams in King Richard, the Serena and Venus Williams story. Yep. Uh, but she's been in so much. I didn't know she was in the Help. Uh, yeah, the Help. She was in Pelham, the taking of Pelham one, two, three oh, with Denzel Washington. Yeah. Yep. So she was in Ray. I mean, the the range on her is, is so impressive. I have a question. How old is she? Because I'm looking at a picture. She looks like she's about 22. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, I mean, she's a very pretty woman. There's no question about that. But she looks very young. And uh, 54. 54. Well, she's a young-looking 54, I'll tell you. That. Absolutely. <laughs> There's no question. Yeah, what a, what a nice person. See, I was, I've never talked to her before in my life, but that's what I love. One of my joys in life is to talk to people I've never met and learn all about them. And don't you think guys think that's a little odd that a white guy who came out of North Minneapolis – uh, it's not, you know, he needs our help or he needs a, a, a leg up and, you know, very poor and all that stuff. If you're a white guy, it's like, oh, he's just an ornery prick. Well, yeah, <laughs> I just you know, love that. I hear people say you're pretty ornery, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's going to get worse now that you brought it up, you <laughs> pill. I said you're a pill. That's oh. all I'm saying. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back. Kristen, the ornery Kristen Burt will be up right after this. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. 
Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Before you head back to one of the big box stores for your hunting and shooting needs this season, do yourself a favor and visit my choice, K&L Surplus and Ammo in Lino Lakes. Not only does K&L have one of the widest selections of firearms and ammo in the Twin Cities, they also do business the right way. They want to make sure that you have the right firearm and the right ammo for your needs. Jim, the owner, has over 25 years of experience in the business and will help you find what you need at a fair price. Speaking of prices, a lot of stores are using inflation and supply shortages as an excuse to raise prices on ammunition. Not K&L. Jim's doing everything to hold the line on pricing so you can spend more time on the range. Find out for yourself why K&L Surplus and Ammo has been the choice of gun owners for over 25 years. Go in and chat with Jim in person at the store on Lake Drive and Lina Lakes or online at klgunstore.com. klgunstore.com. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. The new Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Boom. I'm going to do my own booms from now on. Ladies and gentlemen, I just got a call. Uh, we've set a record now. Uh, well, as soon as Kristen talks, uh, that was the best half hour for very attractive, smart, and uh, lovely women. So, uh, Ingenue uh, Ellis Taylor and now Kristen Burt. Uh, apparently, the best half hour in the history of podcasting. That's what I've heard. That's what saying. Guinness Book of World Records. We got it. That's what I heard. <laughs> That's, That's the rumor. That's the rumor right there, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Bird Entertainment News brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. See, now we've broken the record. We got Ingenue Ellis Taylor, we got Kristen Burt, and the lovely and talented Mike Bilski. But what do you yeah. think? That's the trifecta, is I think what we hit. It's there. the trifecta. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. There's no question about it. Um, Kristen, Catherine and I have been watching the world. Uh, what is it the world according to six glasses or the world? Uh, it's the it's oh, the new. 
Yeah, you were talking about all the beverages, that one? Yeah, it's all different drinks, beer, whiskey, wine, all of it. Uh, and it's all the old Saturday Night Live guys that are on it. Uh, well, Kevin Nealon was on it last night and was funny. He's talking to Dan Aykroyd, and he's talking to Jim Belushi. And he goes, you know, I kind of feel bad for you guys because Saturday Night Live was a lot better when I was on it. <laughs> that's great I thought but it was the wonderful. callback see this is the callback to our conversation yesterday we still need saturday night live so that yeah, you know 50 good, years good from call. now we still have the dan Aykroyds, and you know that it's important i understand like the show isn't what but i, I go back and watch the 70s you know version and i'm like was that really funny but it was funny mm -hmm. at the time and i think yeah. that that's what we just have to remember that's a good. One. And I, I just wish they wouldn't get so political. And if you're going to get political, be political on both sides, not just one. Right? I think that they pulled back because good. the audience got tired from it. We'll see what I happens because we are in an ele election year. But I've noticed, like, in general, people are exhausted. And, and I think some of the wonderful things about the award shows the past week or so, week and a half, there weren't many political speeches. People just kind of leaned into Thank gratitude God. of, like, people that helped them along the way. And you know what? People like emotion. People like to see you cry when you win an award. <laughs> well, the thing about it is a woman that we talked about yesterday that uh, played the piano and teared up and sang Hallelujah or whatever the hell Kate the McKinnon. song was. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon, yeah. That was the, the worst moment of television life. It's like, woman, you're a clown on a Saturday night TV show. I don't give a rat's ass what you think. Tom, I am literally going to tease you about that to the end of time. Because you, you are. Because love it. You love to hate it, and you know what? You drive people Ugh. to watch it. It makes me go, let me it's go all watch I ever do it one more time. Favors for them. That's all I ever do is have favors. They don't do any favors for me. On the payroll. I don't right. know. You know what I did discover, though, uh, recently? Several years ago, Dan Aykroyd came in and did an, like a five-hour show with me over at the queue. And he was one of the nicest guys I'd ever met in my entire life. Just a great guy. He was there to promote his vineyard. Because he's making a bunch of wine, Dan Aykroyd's wine, uh, okay. wine cellar, whatever it is, right? So he's in there for five hours. And he gives me, uh, Tom, thanks for all your time today. Love the show, Dan Aykroyd, right? Well, about three months ago, I'm going through some stuff. And I see the bottle. Somebody had opened it and had a couple of glasses of the wine. Now, Was it the, good, though? Because at know, a certain point, have... wine does turn. Yeah, usually it's if it's like a couple days, you're probably just dump the bottle out. Oh, you mean once it's open? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you and you shouldn't let right. it sit for a super long time either, like years and years and years. Sometimes mm -hmm. that can also Depends. not be great, depending on the type of wine. It does indeed. I mean, they've taken some wine out of that's been buried during World War II and it was still phenomenal. You because know, buildings fell in on themselves. Did you save the bottle, the sign bottle? We still have the bottle, but there's. It's only about half full, and I'm sure the wine's probably not very good at this point. Oh, no. Yeah, dump been. the wine and just save the bottle. Like <laughs> I have an etched, I have an etched bottle of champagne from the Emmys a few years ago. We, we didn't drink it. I'm sure the champagne is probably bad. We never opened it, but um, mm. the bottle is so pretty, and it's a souvenir, and it's worth something. So we're just like, eh, we'll keep it. And did you ask me if I was going to drink it? No, I wouldn't drink it at this point. And well, you wouldn't I don't drink, drink it. I don't I know. drink, so that might be part of it. You know, we were just talking about the fact that I've got this uh, this image as being kind of an ornery, crabby guy. Mm -hmm. You should have known me when I drank. What do you mean? Mm -hmm. She mm -hmm. jumps right in like, yes, yes, yeah, you that's, are. That's kind of been You're the bad. common theme today is nobody's really pushed back. <laughs> 
Nobody's pushed back on it at all. Yes, you're right. You're a pain but, in the like, ass. But being like a little curmudgeonly is part of your charm, Tom. Right. Oh, is it? Well, I wouldn't know that. See, it's just who I am and all the rest of it, but... You know, yeah. what's that meme? Guy yells at the sky. Old man yelling at cloud. <laughs> yeah. I yes, do love that. I love that kind of stuff. Tom, but, that's you. But it's uh, like we say it with like a heart. We're like, yay. No, I just, uh, once again, I was tell, telling Anjanou Ellis Taylor, where I grew up, this is how everybody acted. Everybody had an attitude. They were kind of ornery because you had to. If you walk down the street in North Minneapolis and, oh, I'm real sensitive and touchy. You would have had your ass handed to you about 15 times before you even got home. Well, New Englanders are curmudgeonly. I think it's yeah, just absolutely. the, uh, I think it's like the weather or something. I don't know, but uh, they've always been that way. So I'm used to yeah. it. It's so funny about this. I've gotten about 8,000 calls. you got to be the only person I've ever heard that loves Boston and the people. I love the people that in Boston. That is rude. We are lovely. <laughs> We're lovely people. We are lovely. <laughs> but I do. I, don't I know love lovely Boston. is how you would describe it. But I, we would say we're wicked awesome. Wicked awesome. That's a good way wicked to put awesome. it. You're wicked awesome. There's no, I love the town. It's fantastic. And again, very quickly, because I know you got a work to do here. Uh, a lobster roll taken out of that bay and brought to your table about 15 feet away is nothing compares to that. And it'll also be a lot cheaper than anywhere else. Oh, by the yeah. Way. oh yeah. My $75 lobster here in Los Angeles is probably about $20 or less <laughs> yep. in Maine or Boston. So. Oh, God, it's wonderful. I just, and the people. Well, again, in Philadelphia. Good afternoon, officer. Yeah, right. <laughs> So <laughs> Philadelphia's great. got a little bit. They've been they've been under. They just had two really big storms and a lot of flooding along the coastline. Right, so I am just right. sending my love to everyone. Um, yep. I was looking at, you know, we used to live up in Maine in the summers, and that area just got demolished up in Kennebunk and Kennebunkport. And I'm just thinking of everyone. So sad. Yep, it is a tough road up. It Boy, is. it's been kind of an interesting uh, winter so far, has it not? Everybody yeah. was toasty and nice and warm, and all of a sudden it's 20 below. It's like Jesus. It was 59 here yesterday, and I know Ooh. everyone's going to be like, 59, but understand for California, <laughs> that river. is very, I know, Crimea River, but we're not prepared for like 59 <laughs> and below, and that's a daytime temperature. At nighttime, when it drops to the 30s, I'm like, okay, yeah. I will oh. throw on my heat in my uninsulated house. <laughs> I thought it was like 38 degrees there the other night. Yeah, it gets cold. It does Woo. get cold. I know we're such That's weather rips. <laughs> All right, so what's the name of that show again? The uh, the history of uh, history of alcohol and six, whatever the hell the name of it is. It's like world it's history and six Nation. drinks or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. But it's a really good show, and I suppose maybe it's because I adored those guys, every one of them. And I t told Catherine this. You know, it's got, I've gotten to the point in my life now. Whenever I watch anything, I've met most of the people that are in things now, unless it's very young uh, actors. It's kind of nice to tune in. There's Dan Aykroyd and Jim Belushi and Kevin Nealon. And I was going to remind Kevin Nealon of what he said once, the first time he was ever on the morning show, which he would never, ever, ever say in this era. That was about, when he was on Saturday Night Live, what, about 25 years ago, something like that? 20 years probably. ago? Probably. Yeah. Probably longer than that, because 1990 was over 30 yeah. years ago. Yeah, was he before <laughs> Well, that's a Will very Ferrell. good point. Because he was probably in the 80s, right? Or... He was before Will Ferrell, yeah. Yeah, so it was probably like yeah. 40 years ago now. 40 years point. ago, Jesus. But I can't tell you what he said on the air because he'd get roasted for it if, if I told you what it was now. 
Okay, don't tell us then. I will not say because I don't want him to <laughs> don't run do it. it. But he would never say that these days. Okay, no way. just don't do it though. Do, don't say it. Gonna, don't repeat no, 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 it. Okay, I'm not okay. Going to. No way. And he didn't mean harm to anyone, but people would be offended by what he said. There's no doubt about it. And he didn't mean to be offensive. He was just trying to be funny. Yeah, he's, he's a comedian, so he gets a he gets a pass. And especially if it was back in the day, times were different. You could say, yeah. get away oh, with it. Times have changed. Our humor has changed. Good guy. In any case, so uh, we're running across all these shows now. Catherine, you know, Catherine's really good at tracking down good shows. Yeah, and there's you know there's a lot coming back right now tonight. You know, last night we were talking about all the Chicago Med, Chicago PD. You've got yeah, all of the yep. Law and Orders coming back. It's Dum-dum. NBC is like dumping all of their franchises, but it's like <laughs> SVU um, and Law and Order, the original one, and Organized Crime. So I, I'm just happy some of these shows are coming back. It was a mm-hmm. tough, tough year for scripted television. So everyone's gonna have some of their favorite shows back. That is a good thing. And I, I love the guy who's the, the head cop on Chicago PD because he kind of talks like this the whole time. And I, He's got the worst voice I've ever heard, but I love it for some reason. you got a raspy voice, too. you got a, like, a, yeah, like a low, like, gravelly <laughs> voice. Don't talk to me. You know Get who likes lo- low, gravelly voices? My cat, London. That's what she likes. <laughs> London. Our vet has London. the same low, gravelly voice. And so I was like, that's a thing with her. Then you got that country singer who's got a low voice, but it's not gravelly at all. He's uh, he's doing like wounded warriors right now or something. What the hell, Travis? What is it? He's a country singer. You know, Travis... Trace Atkins. I think... Trace Atkins. Yeah, there Trace you go. Trace Atkins, because I was like, Travis Tritt's not very. Oh, low Trace gravelly. Atkins. Yeah. That boy's got a just a nineteen dollars. I can't even be as I can't get my voice as low without being gravelly. There's no way. But in any case, a lot of great stuff on television now. I got it. Are we going to save the movie theaters, Kristen? I'm getting sadder by the day about movie theaters. Um, you know, I, it, it's going to change. They're going to have to change. They have to pivot. Yep. Uh, the fact that that you know Hollywood was too embarrassed to like promote that movie musicals were happening, yeah. And then Wonka has done great. Right. Mean Girls right. had a great weekend at the box office. Uh, people are t- saying like, "Hey, we are craving something different." We don't want constant franchises, even though Wonka's like a prequel and, and Mean yeah. Girls is a spinoff of a spinoff yeah. of a Broadway show. But understand, there's still original stories in their mm-hmm. own right and in their own universe, and that's what people are going to see. And we saw that in 2023. That theme is continuing in 2024. And I, I personally am hoping that it is the rebirth or the renaissance of indie film. Um, indie films, I feel like, you know, comes back every 20, 25 years. We saw it mm-hmm. in the 70s. We saw it in the 90s. It is ripe for the picking now. And Sundance is about to start this weekend. And I just think, like, all eyes are going to be on Sundance and some of those smaller films. One of them that I'm so excited to, by the way, Richard Simmons' biopic. That, what? Did you guys hear this? Polly yeah. Shore did a short film really? that is premiering on Friday about Richard Simmons and his life. There's a short clip on the internet on YouTube. You can find it. It's kind of compelling. And they are after it premieres on Sundance on Friday, they're dropping the entire short film on YouTube. So everyone will be able to see it. So everyone can watch it this weekend. But the hopes are to make it into a feature film. Warner Brothers owns the property. The only thing they don't have is Richard Simmons, you know, sign off on it. He says he does not want it done. <laughs> really? He lives a private life. And that is that. 
Yeah, so just a small hurdle to leap over. The guy that you want to make the movie about is not on board. Not on board. But the short clip, kind of interesting. I, I watched it, and, I, and I, honestly, it's only like a 10 or 15 second teaser, and I thought I might be on board. I'm going to watch the short film this weekend and see mm -hmm. what I really think. But I, I'm always fascinated when comedians cross over into more drama. This would probably mm -hmm. be a dramedy because mm -hmm. Richard Simmons is a heightened character in real life anyway, but it could be an interesting turn for him. Yeah. You know, you know what I loved about him? I've always liked him. He's a very, very nice guy in person, works his ass off. Uh, but every time he was going to be on the show, I knew when he got in the building. He wasn't near Studio A where I was sitting. He was in the building, and I could hear from I don't know how many stories away, Tommy, where are you? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. What a nice man. He's got a side to him, very sad side to him, though, too. He yeah. Does. Yeah, and I think, you know, he's still running the comedy store, which obviously his mom, Mitzi, ran for decades. Aww. And there's there's a legacy in comedy there. So I'm kind of hoping that this turns out to be something. I hope so. All right, young lady, you have a magnificent day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, see you tomorrow, everyone. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Kristen Bird Entertainment News brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. I, uh, I do have to adjust to that. this. This show flies by compared to the last 40 years of my career when I did a five-hour morning show and then a three-hour podcast. But, yeah, I love, I love the tempo of this thing. You get to everything. It's not a lot of wasted time on this show at all. I love that. Yeah, right? yeah. It's nice. Right. It's a nice little change of pace. Yeah. You get, get in, get your news from Kristen, Chris, Phil, or whoever else we have on and get out. A couple fun people join in. Like, Ingenue was fantastic today. And yep. Ingenue was great. Yeah. She does not look 54 years old, though, I'll tell you that. Not at no. all. Did you, see, did you see her press picture? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought she was about 18 when I looked at it. I was like, man. So she's holding up well, I guess is the best way to put it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. I can't believe the week is uh, just uh, one day away from being over already. I suppose when you take Monday off, that week does fly by. But we will be back tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Thanks for listening.